Welcome, family. Good evening. Good evening, Grandpa. Rampant fornication, adultery, abortion, flagrant sexuality in every corner of media, movies, TV, etc. Schools, malls, books, clothes, toys, music, everywhere. Everywhere. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, and the Red State USA Tour begins this Saturday. March 5th, Radio City Music Hall. Come on out, man. Uh, and right after that, March 6th, we go to Wilbur Theater in Boston. March 8th, the Harris Theater in Chicago. March 9th, the State Theater in Minneapolis. March 10th, the Michigan Theater in Ann Arbor. March 11th, uh, Clues Hall in Indianapolis, Indiana. March 12th, the Midland Theater in Kansas City. March 14th, the Clark State Pack Center in Springfield, Ohio, on March 15th, the Warner Theater in Washington, D.C. Man, after that, we'll roll out to the Paramount in Denver, McAllister Auditorium in New Orleans, the Paramount Theater in Austin, Cobb Energy Center in Atlanta, Marion Oliver McCall Hall in Seattle, and the Wiltern Theater April 9th wraps up our tour here in Los Angeles. Come on out and see us. Tickets are at coopersdale.com. That'll lead you to any of the theaters where you can buy your tickets. Or if you want to win some tickets to a Red State screening near you or win a post-show meet and greet, just simply text the word STATE, S-T-A-T-E, to 877-877. Standard texting rate supply. And you could win some cool stuff. So Red State USA, the tour is beginning, man. Come out and see the movie. See me afterwards. I'm going to do some Q&A. We'll have a good time. 90 minutes of movie, 90 minutes at least of Q&A, three hours of pure entertainment. Come on out once in a lifetime experience, man. A Red State coming to you this week, March 5th, starting at Radio City Music Hall. Gonna get grown up in here. Hi, I'm Kevin Smith, and on May 9th, we're gonna launch Sir Smodcast Internet Radio. It's gonna be an embedded live radio station right at smodcast.com, and you're gonna be able to listen to Smodcast like you would any other radio station. Turn it on, there's gonna be something happening. It's no longer downloading. I mean, you could do that too. We'll always have on demand shows for downloading, but you jump right on and just listen to us live. Call in, Skype in, be involved in the show. That's right, we're going to do four original hours of morning radio programming. From 8 till 10, it's going to be this morning with Kevin Jen, as me and Jen kind of doing a plus one type of daily show. And then from noon till 2, it's going to be me and Jason Muse doing Jay and Silent Bob Get Jobs. But the only way we could do any of this is with the help of our good friends and partners at Stitcher. Stitcher, you've heard about it before. It's kind of like Pandora for podcasts, if you will. These cats are fantastic. They stream podcasts right there on your phone rather than listening to it or downloading it. You could be in your car driving to work. I don't want to listen to this morning radio. You hit your Stitcher app, man. Boom. You're listening to Smodcast morning radio this morning show. Or you're just streaming one of the many podcasts from our vast catalog or one that just went up that morning, man. Right on your iPhone, your Android phone, your BlackBerry and Pre. These guys are fantastic. Their app is amazing. And now they've partnered up with us to bring you Sir. These cats are going to be hosting the mobile version of the embedded radio station. So at smodcast.com, you'll be able to hear us on your computer, on your laptop, on a landline. But when you're on your phone or your mobile device of any sort, Stitcher is going to be our home, man. So Stitcher's our partner. Show Stitcher how much you love them. Go download their free app, man. It's free. That's the weird thing. They're not charging anything for this app. This app's going to cost you absolutely nothing. And the only thing you have to do for it is download it. But you can do me a favor while you're doing that at the registration point. 
Enter the promo code SMOD. You'll see a little thing that says, have a promo code? Tap here or something like that. Enter S-M-O-D. And what's going to happen at that point is you're going to be, A, entered to win $250 worth of stash, uh, Jay and Silent Bob's secret stash merchandise, or smerchandise, as we call it over at SMODcast. $250. You go shop your full head off. But more importantly, by using that promo code, you're showing them how strong the SMODcast audience is and that this is a worthwhile endeavor to open up that stream and build it and house it for us. Show them your thanks live fresh content it's gonna be the bomb and these cats are responsible go to stitcher.com slash smod and start the process man stitcher is the future and the future of smodcast network is sir smodcast internet radio hey derek yes how are you sir i'm good how are you holiday season's coming up mm, this christmas. is a, this is a seasonal ad you say christmas i say hanukkah yeah i don't like to recognize that one well that's historically accurate of you anyway uh, gift giving season, Derek. What do you, what do you, what are you thinking, man? What are you gonna get for your loved ones? Well, my loved ones love geek stuff. Mine too, dude. Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. We, I feel like we run in, we run in similar circles. We do. We should hang out more. We should, we should definitely hang out. I'll get your number after this. Uh, but yeah, man, geek stuff. That's what I'm looking for. But I need a good spot to buy it at. You got any ideas? Have you tried Golden Apple Comics? Oh, oh my God! What is wrong with my brain? My brain is an idiot. How could I forget Golden Apple? They sponsor Comics? your show. How could I forget Golden Apple Comics, dude? They are the sponsor of this show. Oh, my brain is a fucking idiot, dude. They've been serving Hollywood for over thirty-five years and the interweb since it's been invented by Al Gore in nineteen eighty-two. It sounds like they know what they're doing. If I think they know exactly what they're doing. They're like the number one comic book store in the world, dude. You think if I went in there, they could help me with some gifts? I'm sure. You're, I mean, you're a star. I mean, that's the thing. Yes, I'm bagged and boarded as Matt Cohen. I'm Smodcastle's Matt Cohen. I'm cop-out maximum comedy modes Matt Cohen. That Matt Cohen, yes. But you know the great thing about Golden Apple Comics, Derek? What? They treat everyone like Matt. If they were Matt Cohen. Well, that's no fair. Every man is a king in the Valley of the Golden Apple, you know? That makes you less special. Only a Golden Apple. And right. everyone's special at Golden Apple. It doesn't make me any less special. It just makes everyone else more special. For a glimpse of the life that you lead. It brings the rest of the world to my level just for a moment when they step in those doors. All right. I'll, I can and it's, it's like It's like a trip to Disneyland or whatever. It's like suspending your disbelief. You're like, this is what it would be like to be Matt Cohen every day and have access to the most amazing Golden Apple products. They've got comic books. They've got exclusive comic books you can't even get anywhere else, yo. Now, I'm a fan of Stiltman. Would I be able to find Stiltman? somewhere in in the store absolutely dude and here's the great thing about golden apple comics they're so helpful there and when they treat everyone again like they were a matt cohen caliber celebrity if you go up to the guy at the counter ryan or his mom sharon or any of the other fantastic golden apple employees mm. and you say hey i like stilt man hook me up dude they're gonna they're gonna get on that within 30 seconds you're gonna have so many stilt man books you can't hardly wait I have to get out I was going to say walk. So I can go get it. But I want to work and I can't hardly wait reference because I like that movie and I might go watch it. You know what? Love Burger. I'm going to go pick up some Golden Apple comics, go home, throw on Can't Hardly Wait and just have myself a night. How about you? I'm going to watch it as well. But with- I got to get my Stiltman stuff first because once this gets out that they have Stiltman stuff. It's going to sell out right away. Yeah. Hold on to this until I get there, and then you can tell people. All right, folks. By the time you're hearing this, Derek will have already bought out all the Stillman merchandise. I just want to taste. Comics, but don't worry. Guess what? They restock their products. They know what they're doing, folks. Golden Apple Comics. Check them out in person. Check them out on the web. Just check them, check them, check them, check them out before you wreck them, wreck them, wreck them out. Thank you, and have a very happy holiday season.
cause I'm a fucking dork. My comic book collection gives me an erection. What? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Matt Cohen, bagged and boarded. Thank you very much. How's it going, folks? Yeah, welcome to, welcome to Bagged and Boarded. I am Matt Cohen. Uh, usually I have uh, a co-host to the left of me, uh, but as as we found out on the last Bagged and Boarded, this is the start of version 3.0. It is a solo show. I feel fucking exposed. You can all see my penis. I'm not like embarrassed about that because I'm, I'm an infamous sexter, but I just wasn't planning on it tonight, but it's all right. I'll get over it. Um... Welcome to Bagged and Border. Welcome to the Smodcastle. If you folks haven't heard, uh, usually Mr. Brendo Creasy, Brendo Man will be here to my left. Um, but there's been a bit of a change in the Bagged and Boarded way of things. And, uh, from now on, the way we do it is like tonight, you get an awesome fucking interview with an amazing guest and my dumb ass, Semitic ass, if you're a racist or whatever, I'm just giving it to you. I'll feed you that shit. Um, I don't want to, you know, stop anyone from having their fun. And then next week, we'll go back to what I call begged, uh, Brave and the Bold episode, where it'll be me and a buddy just bullshitting, you know what I mean? Non-formal, no pants allowed. Not, it's not even a suggestion. Like, you just, you gotta be free in the wind to get in. But tonight, uh, we're starting off things, uh, with the new era in a really big way, and I'm, I'm very, very lucky to be joined here by an awesome, awesome guest, folks. Uh, and rather than me ramble on for a while, which, like, don't fucking, don't make me threaten you with a good time. Like, I'm good for at least 18 minutes of TGIF um, references. I have, like, 30 Patrick Duffy jokes in every different denomination. But but I don't want to tease you with that. So we'll save that for another show. Ladies and gentlemen, I have the honor and distinction of being joined by a uh, an actor of renown. You folks know him. Oh, I mean, he's done so much TV, so much uh, so many films, a little Canadian program called The Bridge very recently. Absolutely, and but you you know him. I think you know him as I do, and and we're about to get to know him a little bit better as uh, Chief Galen Tyrell from Battlestar Galactica. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Bag Boarded, Mr. Aaron Douglas. Yeah. How's it going, sir? I'm great. Welcome, welcome to. You're the- all the way over there, so I'm going to move over a little bit. Get a little closer. Too. Yeah, it's all. I love that little yeah. intro that you could you could uh, do 18 minutes on your own. Absolutely, wow. I've, I've, I've time. Way to wow the women. Tot- oh yeah, dude. Nothing gets them wetter than podcast efficiency. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, well, guys, well, everyone doing all right tonight? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to the Smart Castle, sir. I feel like we opened this place about a year ago, but I feel like it was a year building up to your arrival because it's all just hockey shit for you. Like, I know it's a, it's it's a little bit of awesome. See, I love the Jersey Devil stuff because Marty Berdur is one of my favorite goalies in the history of the world. Right I'm a goalie myself, and and Marty's kind of my guy. I'm not gonna lie to you, I hate the Edmonton Oilers stuff because I'm a Canucks fan. So all you Oilers fans, all right. So close yourselves. your eyes when you walk in the um, back, but enjoy enjoy this. Yeah, no, this right is genius. It's genius. <laughs> I understand the reason for the Oilers stuff, the Gretzky thing, but. Uh, past that, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you just kind of gave it away. You're, you're, you're Canuck yourself, huh? Go Canucks, go. Yeah, you're I'm can- from Vancouver. Indeed. You're a Canadian from Vancouver. Um, that's why I'm so polite. Absolutely. Oh, dude, you guys are amazing. Like, it's all buddy and, and pardon and stuff like that. And yes. poutine. But we that's, see. Yeah. That's a little further east, that's I feel French. like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you grew up, you grew up in Vancouver? Yes, indeed. Uh, in the city? Like, cause I'm not, a, I'm not really super familiar with Vancouver. Is it all I, metro, kinda? I was, uh, Vancouver, well, there's Vancouver proper. And then, uh, I was born in a, in a suburb of Vancouver called, uh, New Westminster, which is from downtown about 15 minutes. So, right so it's kind of like uh, it's like L.A. to Burbank. Okay, so sort of thing. Yeah, you lived where they made the movies. 
Or not yet, actually, but right? Uh, well, they showed a little bit of stuff in New West, yeah. Well, well now, yeah. now Vancouver's become like Hollywood Everybody. squared. Every, yeah. every, every Everybody other shoots show up shoots up there. We shoot more than New York, actually. Do, yeah, New York hardly, uh, or LA too hardly shoots a lot either these days. You guys, I think LA Vancouver's pre- pretty much the, the North American. Well, all the sci-fi stuff shoots up there, that's for sure. X-Files started that, I think, yeah. right? And movies of the week and uh, a lot of Hallmark stuff. That but. was my favorite thing about X-Files. If you watched like a box set or if you watched more than like three episodes in, in one time, you would start to notice that every ex- every extra had a thick Canadian accent. Oh, yeah. D- yeah. Regardless of where they were supposed to be in the world. Yeah. You know, no. Bermuda Triangle. Oh, really? Yeah, hey? Oh, yeah. Lots of planes crash down here all the time, Mulder. Don't you know? Yeah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Sound like they're from Minnesota. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. But growing up in Vancouver, was it an entertainment town when you, when you came up? Oh, God, no. No, it was, I, yeah. What was my town like when I was a kid? Yeah, Holy man. Holy cow. Uh, let's flash back. Let's get uh, in the way back machine real quick. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, no, it was, um, well, you gotta realize that to, to a kid, it's, your city is as big as your block. No, totally. So yeah, it was yeah, sort yeah. of like my house and then the park and the rink that I went to play hockey at, which was at that park and then my school and really that was Vancouver. Get, that was Vancouver. <laughs> you couldn't really get past much more than that. Anytime but, um, someone mentioned anywhere else in Vancouver, you'd be like, I have no fucking idea. I don't idea. know where that I don't is. know what you're talking about. White Rock, what the hell are you talking up. about? Yeah, that's what didn't exist. <laughs> that's bullshit. not the park and or the hockey rink I play at. No, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's the only way I get to see, I get to see like a little bit more of the world is you get on the bus and you go play hockey somewhere no, totally. else. So yeah. you, you grew up a big hockey guy. You playing from an early, like everyone in Canada, you, you like skates. Texans play baseball. And football, we play hockey. Skates before you could walk. That old I was thing. on skates when I was two. Right on, man. Yeah. So, so growing up was that was that the main focus of of kind of life as it were? Was everything kind of dominated by hockey up there? Uh, yeah. Again, as a kid, it's 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 uh, your big wheel and the green machine that I had. My brother had the big wheel. I had the green machine because that <laughs> yeah. was cooler. It's how I discovered actually that Santa didn't exist because I got my green green machine for Christmas from Santa, and I remember sitting there one time and I looked down to my right. And it said made in China. You know, like, they don't depict him as Chinese. I don't no, believe this. No, anymore. none of the elves are Chinese. Not, nothing none. that I've ever seen. You know, I think <laughs> Burl Ives would have had a problem with, Absolutely. you know, Santa being Chinese. That would have pissed somebody it would, it off. It wouldn't somewhere. have been a very white Christmas, yeah. man. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it would have been a very yellow Christmas. No, yeah, I was going to, ooh, thank you. Cause I was going to, I, I was, go, I wasn't going to. Well, gonna Yuri's touch right it. there. I got to say something. He took it. Yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it, uh, so yeah, it was, hockey it was, was hockey. a thing. Hockey was a thing growing up playing. Uh, Did you have dreams of NHL? That oh sort God, of thing? no, no. no. You, you don't really think about. I mean, you know, I, it's weird that you're asking me. Nobody's ever asked me about my childhood and thinking what were my aspirations. I, I try to my do a non-conventional of, interview here. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's it's kind of. I'm going to need more booze. No, no, totally. Um, go for it. The uh, no, it, it, I think the, the first sort of real memory was like I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. And then I realized that I had just seen Al Pacino's and Justice for All. <laughs> and I thought that's what lawyers get to do. I, I wanted to be Indian. I, I mean, there was a, I was 22 years old and debating going back to school for archaeology. And I was like, I'm never going to be Indiana fucking Jones. And you have to like do papers and stuff. It's not worth it. Yeah. No, no, no. I had the I, same yeah. thing though. I oh, want yeah. oh, I would love to be an archaeologist. Yeah. For, you know, one of my best friends is, is my entertainment lawyer and he literally sits in his office all day, 16 hours a day, just typing and reading and like that's the worst job in the world sorry oh, yeah. pat but that's the worst fucking job in the well, world the reason i brought up kind of growing up in childhood inspiration is i, I kind of want to find out what what how you arrived at acting you know what i mean because hockey uh canada seems so hockey dominated and i don't mm-hmm. want to say it's it's a very like um 
grassroots kind of place. Am I wrong? Like salt, people get their hands dirty in Canada. Dudes are lumberjacks and they work at factories. They work hard. They were, they're hard workers. They drink hard. They play hockey hard. They love blue collar, blue, other blue collar people. All that fun stuff. So how, at what point, at what point did you kind of stray from the path as it were and decide that you wanted to get into entertainment or acting? I mean, were you doing plays in school and stuff like I that? Did, yeah, I did drama all through high school, and uh, I quit hockey, actually, because I grew up in a fundamentalist Christian home. Okay. And, uh, like, a cult. It was a virtual cult. I grew up in a stoner Jewish home. It was the opposite. We could have fought in an octagon That's or something. Awesome. You guys would have won, though, because we would have been stoned. Yeah, you would have been yeah, at the bar. Yeah, been over. Yeah, 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 some totally. chips, because totally. you're all baked on yeah, your yeah, mind. exactly. Yeah, Canadians can fight. <laughs> um, no, I grew up in this house, and I remember one time I had a coach that just swore swore and swore and swore and swore and i had had it drilled into me that this is you know this is how you go to hell by, <laughs> by telling somebody to get the fuck over the boards and work hard you know as soon as you say that word that's it the Your devil the devil's going to gonna take you you're raped forever so yeah, i yeah. got i got really offended and i told my dad and and my dad said well if you want to quit so that's why i quit how, how old were you Oh, mid-teens? So you were something? like 16 years old and some guy said fuck and, it, and you no, were like... No, it was earlier than that. It was a little earlier but, but than the, that. But the fact that your coach was cursing is what made you quit your Yeah, I, I thought it was just like, this guy's a dick. And he's just... <laughs> I didn't think he was a dick. I thought he was a very inappropriate You're person. like, I need to enter a wholesome field, like acting. Yeah. Hollywood. Hollywood, yeah. <laughs> Baby Jesus is mad at me. No, I totally. think I need to go become a scientistologist of some kind. Uh, so... <laughs> No, I, th- and that's kind of why I quit. So I did, I did, uh, theater throughout, throughout high school. So that became the, the thing, kind of, to thing. fill the time instead of hockey. No, or, it was kind of, it, it was, the, a... it was the thing that I was good at. It was the thing that I was, that in history, you know, history class I did well at, uh, English class I did well at, and, and drama. I could always get easy marks in drama and PE, because I was an athletic guy. I don't know what the hell happened, but, um, I just patted my belly everyone for those always, of you Everyone that is always like, yeah, I got an a. I failed gym every fucking thing. And it's not because I was like really discoordinated. Or, that's not even a word. See, I did well in English, surprisingly. It's a word now. It sure It's is. a podcast. You're making I, shit I would, up. I would play like Game Boy on the side and they'd be like, Matt, play volleyball. I'd be like, you're not fucking paying me to dig. Like, I'm not a professional athlete. I'm a that, child. That and marijuana that, sort of That's kind of what, inhibits, that's what happened. Inhibits I'm your sure dexterity. I was into gym for a while there yeah. until, until some things changed. Uh, I was into remembering stuff too for a while there. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you don't, who don't know, he's 18 years no, old. No, exactly. <laughs> he's hands mole man. No, yeah. I'm 30. No, yeah. Um, so, so you started acting in plays in school and you realized you excelled at it. It was, it was, well, it was, it was easy. It was easy marks and it was fun and it was easy. You enjoyed it too though, right? And I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I had fun. Absolutely. Get, like, ladies and stuff like that, you know, or was it, or was it like, cause you grew, or was it a dra- jock dra- thing? Did you get made fun of for being drama a- club girls? Uh, no, no, you didn't get me. What a- I don't know. We don't really make you don't fun make of fun, each yeah, other no like, fun of like you guys do. Yeah. Like we don't care that you're whatever you're doing. Yeah, like, you, you just be, don't care. <laughs> you mean you don't hate people for being different? Like the no, fundamental I don't, American belief? I don't hate belief? you for wearing a hat or having a beard or being black, white, purple, polka dot, yellow, speaking a different language. You, you guys really are better than us. They I should give you more really land in that tiny northern thing. They should give you like part of Florida or something. <laughs> like a nice Canadian summer retreat. You know what I mean? Somewhere uh, with some sun. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> Canada is such a small, small no, land. No, no, exactly. Right? It's tiny. But you guys are so polite, man. So, so, but, so there was no, so it was just pure enjoyment. That was what you did. It was you pure enjoyment. And then I got I got done high school, and then um, uh, I played football for a few years, and I was a floor layer for like four years. Meaning, and meaning you actually laid- I laid floors. So all these carpets down here, I can see that those are carpet tiles. Yeah, yeah. And I go like, I know how to put that down. I, I was a floor layer for a couple of days there, man, because I put yeah. those shits. Down. I can I, I <laughs> figure that shit out easy. Yeah, yeah. I did that for like four years, and then uh, that's my fallback. Everybody says, you know, I always need to have like a fallback. That's my fallback because. Um, if anything ever goes sideways, I can go to any country in the world and lay floors because I have a Red Seal floor international layer guy thing. 
Yeah. So you're like, I'm taking this shit to Japan and just getting. I'm gonna find some Asian get, country where it translates into like white guy with big cock, and then that's just the country I'm going to. And you could I'm also, gonna have a certificate that says I'm a white guy with a huge cock. You could keep yeah. acting there too, because I don't know if you watch a lot of Asian films, but you see like the same three white dudes in every fucking movie. Because yeah. there's like er, Yuri Lowenthal's usually one of them. <laughs> Yuri Lowenthal, the audience, ladies and gentlemen, we'll get to meet on a on a future show. Uh, but so that so that's a possible career change. But mm-hmm. you didn't go that way. You didn't go Asian big cock guy. You went no, acting. No. You graduated high school. Did you, you went to um college or university for no or no no i finished that and i went straight to uh doing the floor laying thing and then um what the hell happened i don't know man fucking there's something going on the ghost of all the angry floor layers like you gave up on our craft get out oh wow (laughs) dr evil's here uh i'll get you next time gadget and dr Uh, claw it's like a med school convention it's fantastic (laughs) um no, I, f- I finished that and I went to, uh, I, I was floor laying for like four or five years and then I moved, this was, I was actually in the interior of British Columbia, the province, and I moved back to Vancouver and I was doing, I was working for a sports nutrition company, I was about uh, 26, 27, and I met uh, a guy at a gym, I was doing helping him with his diet and I said, what do you do? He says, I'm an actor and uh, he told me about this, um, uh, you to watch X-Files, Smoking yeah, yeah, Man? Absolutely. Yeah, his name is Bill Davis, William Davis, William B. Davis, and he had a private school, private acting school in Vancouver. Uh, His most famous student is uh, Lucy Lawless, Xeno Warrior Princess. Wow. Yeah. So every year they would take not a bad pedigree, right? No, that's pretty good. I followed Lucy Lawless. Cigarette smoking man is the coolest fucking thing of all time, dude. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that guy was. Are you about to tell me you went to school with the cigarette smoking man? Yes, that's incredible. He taught. Did he smoke cigarettes? He taught in the Shakespeare class. No, he didn't. He didn't, right? So on X, he had quit smoking, and on X Files, he just smoked these clove things, which smell worse than a cigarette. That's funny, but so so so, uh, Skinner, uh, not Skinner, whatever his name was, that was your that was your acting teacher when you first started. I went to. I, I started the school. Uh, I, I just started auditing some classes. The uh, the the teacher of the class, who was also the artistic director, his name's uh, uh, Gary Davy. He said, "You know, you're pretty good at this. You ever thought about making a career?" And I said, "No, I'm not really sure." He said, "Well, we have a full time class starting in the fall. This would have been about April." And you're already like 27 at this point. Oh, 27 though? or 28. So yeah. you didn't. So this wasn't. Any- I'm not new. No, I'm I'm like I'm old guy getting into it late. Right on, man. And yeah, yeah. Uh, he said, "We have a full time class starting in the fall. We take 12 people." They all audition, but I'll hold you a class. So I went home and I talked to my wife and said, uh, you know, I'm thinking about this. And she said, sure. Quit your job. Get a, so I quit my job. I got a student loan. And she went back to school to get her, uh, English history degree. And we got student loans and I worked at a restaurant called Earl's on Top for was four he? or five years, something like <laughs> that. He, did you hear that a lot? Earl was on top. My <laughs> name is Earl's on top. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, so we did, uh, I, I did that and I, I went full time for a year, Monday to Friday, nine to five, finished it, and my first gig was, uh, Stargate. Wow, dude. I booked Stargate, like, that's, almost out of the blocks, and that's then. That's not bad, right? Three years later, I got Battlestar. And so well, and it's in those three years, I mean, you did, you did a shitload of TV, sir, right? Before, before yeah, BSG. Like, like the guy who should, red, a lot of red shirt guys. Little appearances. Well, you were, let's, I got a little, little hit some Stargate SG1, Smallville, American Dreams, Taken, Dead Zone, The Chris Isaac Show, which like, I didn't even know he had a show, but I love that Wicked Love song. So, or Wicked Games or whatever it Wicked was. Games, so that yeah. works. L Word, Andromeda, Reaper, Bridge, and then the Bridge and Hellcats came later. Yeah. But, and you also, before BSG, you did, you did a lot, you were getting some film work up there too, right? A lot of movies. I was a reader. I was a reader for a cat, for the biggest casting director in Vancouver, uh, Heike Brownstatter and Kareen Mayers, these, these two women. Heike Brownstatter. Heike Brownstatter. I love it. I love oh. it. 
Hikey. Lovely, lovely. That's almost a racial slur. If oh, like. yeah. I know, no. They're <laughs> lovely partners in life and partners in That's profession. Awesome. And all the guys up there love So them. you were reading, you were reading with I the was their reader. For... And then it would get to the end of the casting session and typically the director would just look at me and go, okay, you know that cop role where the guy says, yeah, Aaron, you want to do that? Sure. Well, cause I was going to say your movie roles for a while there, it seemed to kind of follow a theme. And let me, let me, we have, uh, X2, you were striker soldier. Yes. I was the guy behind the guy. Walking tall, you were casino stick man. Yes, I was the stick man. Uh, Riddick, you were a young Meccan soldier. Uh, yes and no. Okay, well, I, we, we shot the, uh, we shot the back of me, and then we all went home, and they didn't finish the day, so they had to come back another day, but I was on another show, so the front of me is a different guy. But you're, okay. So you're the back of young Mechan Riddick soldier. I am the back of young Mechan Riddick uh, soldier. And, th- and, then and you, the other guy had a small cough, and then you so kind of it didn't shi- really... And then, you, and then you kind of shifted from the ass-kicking field to the to the law field. Then you became, an, in iRobot, you were an attorney. Again, I was the guy behind the guy. Uh, Catwoman, you were a detective. Uh, I, that scene was cut. Emily Rose, you were a district attorney. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, I sat at a table for six days and watched everybody else talk. So, like, from all of that, someone out there uh, was like... I made a fucking fortune <laughs> sitting there and not doing anything. It was awesome. And then someone was like, you know what? We should make him the most badass character on like the best sci-fi show of the last I have fucking no 20 idea. years. How did Battlestar happen, sir? Battlestar Galactica, uh, we shot that in 2003. 2002, in about November, I got an audition for the role of uh, Apollo. For Lee, for Lee Adamas' for Apollo. role. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for, yeah. For Jamie Bamber's role. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... um I, I went and I auditioned for that, and then I got a callback. And this was the same casting people that I had been reading for. So in January, then I got a callback for the role of Gaeta, who's Alessandro plays. I didn't get Apollo, which is great, because Jamie has to go to the gym. And, God, and he had I to wear that, that fat suit at and one he point. he had to put on the fat suit. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, I go back for Gaeta, and it's between me and Alessandro. And Alejandro gets uh, Gaeta, which is great, because it's all tech talk, and I hate that stuff. And he's amazing in it. And uh, Ty Olson came back with for a callback for uh, Tyrrell. And they originally wanted Tyrrell to be the same age as Ty. So Mike Hogan's character, Ty, Colonel Ty, and, and Chief Tyrrell were supposed to be the same age. Like, so they were going to be war buddies. So you were they were going to be like, like old war buddies. Or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was supposed to be one of those guys. So, uh, But at one point, I think Mike Reimer, the director, turns to everybody and he says, you know, there's a lot of fucking old guys on this show. <laughs> And so they thought, uh, uh, and they said, oh, okay, well, we're not sure. And Michael had called me back because I had auditioned for him for a pilot like two years before. I don't remember him. I don't even remember this audition, <laughs> which is amazing for me because I remember everything. Uh, but he remembered and he loved it. So he said, maybe it didn't uh, happen. You just fucking lucked out. You're like, sure, I, I did that. Audition. I think he's mistaking me for somebody else. Is he mistaking you for the African American painter and major figure in the Harlem Renaissance? That's Aaron what Douglas? it is. That's that's exactly who I am. Because I got my information off of Wikipedia, yeah. and for a second there, I was like, I don't think this is the same guy. You know what? For a few years, whenever you Googled Aaron Douglas, the that first two come. pages was that guy. Born yeah. in May 26, 1899. No. Yes, <laughs> and his his like his name is Aaron Douglas, and his sort of like. uh his 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 sort of I don't even know how to describe it. His like his nom de clure is his it's his undername is his subtitle is the uppity negro. <laughs> 
That's how he was referred to <laughs> so, in in the in the early 20th so century. So would you get booked for auditions and you walk in and people would be like, you aren't an uppity negro. You're not that guy. False You're advertising. Guy. Yeah. I was in a convention. Originally, Tyrell was supposed to be an uppity negro. Yes, <laughs> an old An guy. old uppity yeah. negro. Like James Earl Jones. No, totally. Yeah. Or Ozzie Davis. Yeah, 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 exactly. We're all silence. Um, yes. So say we all. <laughs> so I'm in Baltimore and this lovely, lovely African-American woman comes up to me and she hands me a t-shirt that says... Aaron Douglas, the uppity Negro. Huge. And then on the back, it's the story of this guy's life. And this guy was a really prolific, amazing guy. For anybody out there who hasn't looked him up, look him up and see the that things that he's That wants to done. make my joke actually serious and mean <laughs> something, yeah. He's an incredible, incredible guy. He was an incredible guy. So, of course, I took the shirt back and I gave it back to my friend Troy Scott, who was the third AD on Battlestar, who is like dark like this table yeah. from Jamaican black. Um and I handed him the Upper D Negro shirt, and he wore it with pride. That's awesome. Walked around the set, beaming. Thought That's it was the coolest awesome. thing ever. But, so, um, but back to back to Battlestar. So Battlestar. So then, uh, uh, what it came down to was, it was uh, they gave uh, they didn't want Ty for or they didn't want Ty Olson for for Tyrrell. So they said, uh, well, Captain Captain Kelly, he'd be good for Captain Kelly. And then they had this spot. They had nobody. And, they, and they, the only character that was uncast, and they what they do is they take all the headshots and they spread them out, and they go, okay, well, this person for that role and this person for that role. So there was a stack of headshots, and there was this empty role, and David Icke said, oh, you know who would be really good? Aaron Douglas. And that was it. So that, that was how it happened? David Icke got me a gig. And it was all from there, man. And you guys, now, was it was the, the prequel commission for the entire first season... But like, did you guys go into it knowing you were doing? No, it was it was just a it was a backdoor pilot, and it was, it was always it, was ca- it always seemed kind of tenuous the 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 show where it never. Oh, we were hanging by the fingernails. You know those you know those really really silly awful motivational put the cat at the end of the rope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we were the cat at the end of the rope all the time. Well, at least you guys were. But cute. usually we were we weren't like a kitten. We were like some kind of dead like a feral animal. fucking. Yes, we were like a feral cat that was clinging for its life over a pit of alligators. But that's what's amazing that that that, that show because uh, it almost immediately was embraced by the geek community as as incredible well people were going to watch it regardless of whether they because liked it or not because they want to go starbucks a woman fuck that bullshit the thing is i never watched the old one so i didn't fucking know who starbucks was you know what i mean yeah. and i think there was a lot of people like that too had you been a fan of the original oh yeah of course i was i grew up on it yeah i mean i was for for kids if you're sort of like seven to fourteen in the late 70s, You're um, it's Star Wars Star. every week. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Like, you go to the theater and you watch Star Wars, and then all of a sudden there's this, there's spaceships and guys shooting around so shooting when lasers you, at people. That's fucking awesome. When you got this gig, that must have been big for you going back to that fucking theater. Oh, I mean, yeah. I got really hard. It was <laughs> awesome. They're uh, like, Aaron Douglas was hard for three months on production. It was I really was. It was I awkward. Really, they had to get me a bigger trailer. I was, uh, <laughs> I heard about it originally when, when Tom DeSanto was going to do, uh, 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 um, not a reimagining, but just a continuation with Brian Singer. And that was like 95 or 96. No, no, no. What am I thinking? Uh, 2000, 2000 or 2001. So a few years before the, yeah, the a couple show of years went. before yeah, yeah. we went. And then that one went away. Uh, and then ours came. And, and I was actually a reader for that casting director, Maureen Webb. And I said, Maureen, please, anything. Get me on this show. That's awesome. And then three years later, look. And what then happened, three years right? later, it's a different casting director. It's different people. It's Ron Moore. It's David Icke. It's Michael Reimer. And, and, and then I don't want to. I don't want. And this. I'm sure, dude. I'm sure you've talked enough Battlestar to last you fucking. I like Battlestar. Thirty lifetimes, but I mean, it was it was a, a fun experience, obviously, right? I mean, I'm just I'm guessing. Yeah, it was a lot that. of work. I mean, it, yeah, it was great. I mean, it was how many years? How many years did you guys were you? So five years. Two thousand years. Two thousand straight through, right? That was your life. Well, there was five like years. Sci-fi gaps. Everybody knows about the sci-fi. No, gaps, yeah, it was. Right? It was. It would be like six. Months, seven. Oh, next season of the show will be on in 2017. No, yeah. Thank you. Tune in later. 
Yeah. To be continued meant 18 months from now, <laughs> you'll get to see what happens. Dude, they had a lot of mosquito to burn off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Lance Hendrickson needs to get on TV Giant every alligator once in a while. versus... And I love Lance Hendrickson. Giant something else. I don't uh, know. <laughs> so, but, so the show, were you... Did the fact that it was, it was, it was both critically acclaimed and fa- fan loved almost off the bat, right? Yeah. Did you no, guys, I, you guys as, knew you were making something important. Well, going on or? No. You know what? You know what happens is you read a script and you go, Oh my God, that's amazing. And what happened? One of two things happens or one of three things happens. You, I've read scripts that are unbelievable on the page and then they turn into awful films. And I've read scripts that are like meh. And then they turn into these incredible films. Battlestar was like, oh my God, this is really good. If they make this, it's going to fucking, it's going to be unbelievable. And then you get guys like Eddie who's like, as soon as there's a green eyed monster, I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> you know, Eddie was, that was it. He'd like, I will do this, but as soon as there's like any kind of spacey something, Speaking something. Speaking of uh, Eddie, Mr. Edward James almost, uh, you punched him in the face at one point? I did punch him. That's fucking it's, awesome. I blame him. Out though. of spite or just. No, no well, <laughs> as far as he knows, no, uh, no, the boxing, the boxing, the episode. boxing scene, you accidentally clocked him. No, I, well, the, uh, Alex Ponovic, who's former Canadian heavyweight champ who played Sergeant Fisher on the show, took Eddie and I and gave us like little mini boxing lessons. And he would, he numbered all these punches. So like a jab would be a one so be like a and dance. a right cross would be a two. Yeah, so yeah. he would call out numbers, Aaron, one, one, two. So I know to throw jab, jab, cross. And Eddie would know Aaron's going to throw jab, jab, cross. Duck, duck that way, so, and yeah. we'd do all these different combinations. And so on the day when we're fighting, he's yelling these combinations out. So he yells one out, one, one, two, Aaron. And Eddie goes, <laughs> Eddie's supposed to go like slide it, slide it, slide it, and then punch me back. But he went slide, slide, lean in. <laughs> so I went jab, jab, miss, miss, and, and a doosh. Just his head snaps back. I went, oh, fuck. Well, you're like, oh, God, I killed Edward James almost. <laughs> no, he's a tough fucker, that guy. So his head snaps back, and then his eyes go like Michael Jackson at the end of Thriller. They just kind of glaze. Oh. And, and I'm like, I've awoken. You're like, I'm fucked. I've awoken <laughs> the Mexican dog. Yeah, and that was it. You're he's like, like, I'm going to hide in the fucking engineer bay or whatever. He just is. starts swinging. And I'm going, cut, cut. That's awesome. Somebody yell, cut. And you're like, this turned into a shoot fight. Beat on me, yeah. And then uh, he got me back because there was a uh, there was a segment of that where he sucker punches me because that's what he does in life too. He sucker punches me <laughs> and then he hits me again and I went down twice. And on the third take, I said, "I'm not going to go down this time. I'm just going to take that shot and I'm going to go off." So I'm, I'm like on one knee and I start to come up and he goes, "Boom!" This overhand punch down kind of punch, and uh, he really hit me. Boom! Hard too hard, right? and I went down. Because I wasn't expecting it. I went down. And all I could think was, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. <laughs> so I jumped up as fast as I could. And then I just started wailing on him. Some AD walked by. He's like, just another day on Battlestar yeah. Galactica. Yeah. And People then, get hit. What? Do yeah. something. And we're he not in America. Cut. There's no regulations. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, exactly. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, right. Third world country. <laughs> no, totally. Swing away, yeah. sir. Swing away. But there seems like there's a lot of cool shit like that. Were you, were you super involved? I mean, obviously you were involved with your character because it, it rings through in the performance. But, but did you like create a backstory for, for Chief and stuff like that? Were, were, I mean, how, how in the loop were you from the beginning of the entire story? Obviously everyone, everyone, that's the big question. Chief was supposed to die. Really? Yeah, the chief wasn't supposed to be around all that much in in the <sighs> miniseries. Um, if you read the script of the miniseries, the chief is really, really a small character. I have like nine lines. 
I just started ad-libbing. And 99 times out of 100, the show that you're on goes, no, 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 what, what, what? And the script supervisor comes out and goes, what? That's not here. And the producers are freaking out and writers are freaking out. People don't know. They're like little kids who don't know what to do. And they don't know what to yeah. do. They're just like, well, mom, please fuck? help. Yeah. Are we on a wrong page? The world the is burning signs? down. Yeah. yeah. And so I would just ad lib and, and, uh, they loved it. That's awesome. So I just started making more money. You made the part for yourself, pretty I got, much, right? Yeah. I had not. I originally had nine days. I ended up with thirteen or fourteen days, and then the chief became what he is. So most of my dialogue in the in the miniseries is just ad libbing because the script is there's no there's it's just it's supposed to be a montage. So it's us running around the hangar deck. So I just go out and I start ordering people and bossing them around and telling them to do stuff. And I remember the first time we did it, got to the end of a take, and they went cut, and there's just kind of the silence and. And like the sound guy didn't have the mic up and all these other people were like, what? The? And the director's kind of going, Mike Reimer's going, oh, wow, that's great. And, and David said, come here. And I walked over and David, I'm expecting them to go, no, 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 no. You don't say anything here. You just point. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I said, what? And he goes, what did you just say? I said, uh, I don't know. What, what was that? And I said, I don't know. I just started telling people, what, what, well, what are you doing? I said, well, I felt like this guy's supposed to be doing that. I should tell him to go do that. Like, I'm the chief, dude. Deck, I got to do, I got to work or something. And, <laughs> and I said, why? And he goes, it was awesome. Can you, can you do it again? And I said, yeah, I'll, I'll do that again. They said, okay, roll again. So they rolled again. They turned up all the mics and they recorded it. And, and then after like three days, David Ike would sit me. He, he'd go, come here, come here, come here, come here. Okay. So in this scene here, this, uh, what, what are you going to say? What, what's going on here? <laughs> what, what, we should write some dialogue for this. I go, no, no, no. I'll just, I'll just say it. I'll just say it. I'll, I'll figure out something. I'll figure out something. So they couldn't wrap their head around that I could just walk out and say something. Because you I'll, knew, I'll figure it out. You knew that character, right? I'll figure it out yeah. on the day. Well, I just ad-libbed. I, I ad-libbed all my life. I, I, I'm a bullshit artist. Um, <laughs> but that, dude, that worked for acting though, right? I mean, cause, oh, it works for me. Boiled down, that's kind of what everybody, act, but it works a lot of acting is kind of being, a, it's being able to fucking make sell it up. Your, making, yeah. making shit up. Make, as Wayne make Brady shit up would and say. make it convincing too. Yeah. 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 Um, no, but the the one that really sealed the deal for me for Tyrrell was, and David I talks about this, is there's a scene where uh, they've just made the announcement, and I'm standing on the hangar deck, and I'm spinning, the camera's spinning around me, and they've just said, we're, we're in a battle, and blah, 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 blah. David says, what do you, we need something, we need you to say something here. I said, I'll go say something. So I walk out, and the camera's spinning around, and everybody's freaking out, and they said, we're at, Eddie's like, we're at war. These Cylons are blah, 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 blah. And uh, I don't speak Spanish. I think that was the Spanish. exact line. I, I don't speak Spanish, yeah. so I don't know what he's saying. But, um, <laughs> so I'm standing there, and I said, uh, and I just said, I said, this is what we're trained for. We're the best. We're ready for it. Uh, let's get the old girl back in the fight and kick some Cylon ass. Well, I finished that line, and Michael Reimer, who's from Australia, doesn't really understand the whole rah-rah America might is right. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he understands it. He doesn't quite appreciate it like Americans do. And he goes, oh, God. And he kind of puts his head down. <laughs> David Icke leaps from his chair. Yes! He had yes! like an American Kick flag and ass! shit. No, yeah. Kick the Cylon ass! He ran over to an extra and started oh. punching like Trisha oh, Helfer. Yeah. And they're like, stop Absolutely. it! You Cylon <laughs> bastard! No, yeah. And, uh, and that was it. That was what... That's uh, awesome, dude. We're, so, not killing, we're not killing Tyrrell because so, of that. So what's great, what's, what's kind of interesting and, and, and probably led to the, the role being exciting was you never... from that Since you weren't intended to be in the story, the greater story of the show, did they... Well, in the, the episode where... The water episode where Tyrrell finds out about Boomer and all that. No, yeah. I think Boomer was supposed to kill him. Was supposed to find out and then, wow. and then, no, yeah. and whack him. 
I think it was the original idea. But then they kind of liked what I was doing. Like, well, let's not kill him. Let's see if we can drag this out for a bit. Now, now, when they started doing that, did you know? Did, were you involved in what they had planned for the character? No, oh, God, no, not at all. I I would show up when I was showed up. I had I didn't have a deal with these guys. I had a miniseries deal, and then the miniseries ended, and they came back for season one, and they called my agent and said, "We'd like to make Aaron an offer for season one." Okay. Yeah, no, Aaron would love to come and do that. So I went and worked on season one, and I got, I took what I could get and had a blast. And season one ended, and I thought, okay, show's over. I'm going to go do something else. Oh, yeah. That's it for me. And then immediately they called and said, um, we'd like to offer Aaron a five, a five year deal, blah, blah, blah. You're like, blah, I blah, guess blah. I'm on the show. So now. I guess I will. Yeah. I guess they want to keep me around. So, um, yeah, that was it. That's how I ended up. But there was staying. never a discussion of the, the over. Did they? <laughs> they none, didn't know. None of they the actors know. knew, or no. they didn't know. I either. spoke to Ron about this in about season three ish, maybe the end of season three. Oh no, it was the end of season two. It was no, no, no. It was the beginning of season three. We it's were, when we it's were, when you start suspect. Is there? There's a suspicion that you're a Cylon, right? Is that when that kind of starts? The uh, middle of season middle three, of season we three. start doing that. That's, oh, no. No, 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 because towards the a, end of season two, there's an earlier tease, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a tease with the uh, with um, uh, spoiler alert, yeah. folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been on for three years. Yeah, yeah fucking yeah, watch yeah, it. Yeah. Like you deserved it for it to get spoiled if you had with seen uh, it. Dean Stockwell. There's that. No, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's in season three. But but so but anyways. No, yeah, yeah. So I had um, I love the pregnant pause on a yeah, podcast. Totally, I'll, I'll fucking edit that shit out and make it glorious. No, <laughs> I won't. I'm too lazy. So this no, podcast no. is gonna be 45 seconds no, long. Yeah, yeah, Aaron yeah. Douglas, ladies and gentlemen. That's our outro music. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, no, no. As far as knowing, having no, no, we didn't know. We had loop, no yeah. idea. Um, oh, you said he didn't. They didn't even know you were saying. They you had a discussion. They didn't season. even really know. Yeah. So, well. He didn't know about the silence. I remember having a, a conversation with Ron at the beginning of season three. Uh, we were all out for dinner. It was like the cast dinner before we start shooting. And I said, uh, so wh- where is the show going? How far is it going? How many seasons? Like, what's the idea? And Ron said, I know the beginning of it and I know the end of it. It's the middle that I don't know. I know where we're going and I kind of have an idea signposts along the way of how we're going to get there. But I don't know how long that's going to take. I don't know if that's four years, five years or six years or what. And so that's what it was. So Ron knew the that's beginning amazing the end. because there's somewhere in Hollywood there's another conversation going on with like Damon Damon Lindelof and Cruz, and they were like, "We don't fucking know anything except yeah. heaven." Yeah. Just to enjoy, enjoy it, bitches. That was the lost conversation. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, no. At least Battlestar. We got this really great idea for a show, and then does it matter? It just, yeah, they land on an island, Look guys. How good yeah, that yeah. is. It's that's fantastic. Totally. But, but Battlestar was a thought, though they didn't know the intricacies in between. The, yeah. the, the the bigger point of the show was was the overlying arc. But so that must have kept things exciting on a day to day basis. Of well, we didn't realize that we thought that they were just going to kind of slip out because we knew there were twelve models, and it got so long into the story that we we didn't think that we would ever find the other five. The, the, we the, thought maybe the they were already dead. Or, or that they would slowly slip them out. You're saying you time. personally too. Me personally, all of you, us, everybody in the crew, in the cast. We thought maybe they just sort of slip them out one at a time, from the existing crew, existing cast rather, or introduce new. Well, that's people. what I kind of thought as a fan, also that every once in a while you'd you'd learn, we'll land on a planet, and there'll be another Cylon or from another ship. No, 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 or, totally, yeah, yeah. Or Dual is now a Cylon kind of thing, but no, we didn't. Uh, not, nothing like that happened. We just we didn't know. And then in season three. In the break, uh, because we would shoot 
a half a season and then we'd take a couple months off and we'd shoot another half a season. And the writers would go off and they'd break the next season. They'd have a big, like a week long retreat and they would talk about this stuff and they figured out who the final five were. And, and that was when that conversation happened. So it happened sort of, yeah, it was like in the middle of season three that they started planning for episode 20 of season three where the four walk in and, and have their and little that's moment. When you, and that's when you found out? No, we found out officially the day before. Whew. The day before. And we shot that in December. But every week, not every week, but most weeks, the entire cast would get together over at somebody's house. Like James Callis and his amazingly beautiful wife, Neha, would put on this huge spread and everybody would show up with a bottle of wine and we'd sit till five in the morning and drink wine awesome. and yeah, yeah, yeah. listen to James pontificate about the world and, and <laughs> solve solve the energy problems and 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 sign me up for peace. that shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh no, it, they were they they were my favorite part of Battlestar is the these dinners and uh, one you guys week, were like a one big family. I mean, we really were. You lived together. You were even even was on the weird. show. It was so confined and and kind of like yeah. a family. Yeah, mostly. it was weird and it's a weird cliche, but we genuinely are one big happy. That's family. That's awesome, man. Um. And then Michael Reimer would have, Michael Reimer lived near me, way out near me, and he, he would have these parties, and, and so on a, a September afternoon, I get down to the party early at Reimer's place, and I'm sort of walking around, and I find some papers laying around, and, uh, I go, ooh, and we were shooting about episode 312. So I look at all these papers, and I'm early enough to, I can start rifling through things, and I, because that's what you're allowed to do when you're early. I, I yeah. go, everyone knows that rule. Exactly. It's like the five second rule. So I'm, I'm, I'm there, and I'm with these papers, I go, ooh. Outlines for the rest of the season. Episode 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. I go, oh, this is awesome. So I start flipping through them. I go, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Tyrrell. Oh, Tyrrell does this. Yeah, who cares? Uh, Tyrrell. Uh, and so I'm looking for stuff for me. So I get to the episode 20. Nothing really happens. And then I get to the final episode and it's, this music's playing. I go, what the hell is this bullshit? And you know, we're looking through, looking through. And then it gets to the end and it reveals what we are. And I just I went, what the fuck? So I grab these things and I run into the bathroom because I was skimming and I wanted to read it, read it. But I knew that I wasn't allowed. And <laughs> yeah. Rhyme, Rhyme would be Aaron, kind of a no, no, no yeah. Aaron. So I'm in the bathroom and I'm in there for like, I must have been in there for like 30 minutes or something. And all of a sudden there's like, Aaron, are you all right? Aaron, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine. Wait, all right. Yeah. yeah. I'm flushing the toilet and I'm running <laughs> around the sink and I'm trying to stall, stall, stall. And I'm really like, I swear going, I'm oh masturbating. God, I'm nothing, yeah. nothing yeah. bad. Just knocking one out. Um, yeah. yeah. So I finish, uh, I read these things and I walk out and I'm kind of, I'm like, I'm like a little, I'm like a 12 year old kid walking out of the bathroom with a Playboy stuffed down the back of his pants and trying to hide it with his shirt. And his dad's like, Hey, turn around. What do you got? Oh, what's this? What do you, I'm getting frisked got the, by uh, Michael outline, Reimer. outline for our next eight episodes there, yeah. Uh, buddy. Exactly. Yeah. Is that a, is that an outline in your pocket? You're just happy to see me. <laughs> so he pulls them out. He goes, Aaron, you're not supposed to see these. I said, well, I, well, you just, you're leaving them out. They're right like, beside my, the wine. My character's name was on yeah, it. That I means I like Tyrrell and I go, of course I'm going to read it. He says, well, you can't say anything. Okay, I won't say anything. So, September, October, November, December. I can't say anything. <laughs> so I'm on set and I'm walking around the lot. I'm going from the office to my car to my trailer to the set to the for trailer. four months. You for know, for four months I'm walking around and Ron would walk by and David would walk by and I go, so David, anything coming up for the chief? Anything at all? You know, sort of like anything. In I feel like Stewie. You know, like <laughs> yeah. uh, got anything planned? Write uh, my book and a little bit of a novel. Making me a uh, robot alien. Turn it into a Cylon. Uh, yeah. I said, uh, is anything going on? They're like, uh, no, no, just, just fixing ships, you know, you're bad liar. <laughs> so I had to walk around for all this time going, fucking liars. 
did it did it bum you out at all? Because I couldn't say out? anything to Hogan. I couldn't say you anything couldn't to Truco. You couldn't tell anyone, I couldn't right? tell Reka. I had to just sit on this. Did, on a personal level, because I'm sure you're a, you're a fan of the Chief, right? I love the Chief. Did it bum you out when you found out he was a side? I was furious. Did you feel like betrayed? I those? thought that they were going to take a, a, a character that the fans love and make him into somebody that they hate. I really Which thought they that they were going to. They, they made it even cooler, actually. Well, Which if luckily, anybody would yeah. humanize the Cylons, it would be this guy. Yeah, so I liked that. I, I liked that aspect. But initially, of it. there was a fucking. I hated like, it. Oh, you were I, like, "Oh, yeah, I'm a bad guy now." Bullshit, Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they took us aside the day before the reading, at the read through before you, we started you, shooting so it, you were in the final five, uh, right? You're the the yeah, final, yeah. the well, four of the final five. We oh, still didn't you know about it. Yeah, yeah. So they took us into the office one by one and sat us down and told us this. And I got out of that office and I got on my phone and I called Ron's office. Ron Moore's office, Meryl speaking. Hey, Meryl, it's Aaron Douglas. I need to speak to Ron right now. Ron's in a meeting. Put him on the phone, Meryl. So uh, Ron gets on the phone. I'm like, what the fuck? Cylon, seriously? I've been sitting on this for four fucking months. You've been fucking lying to me saying nothing's going on. Nah. I just went off on him. And he said, no, no, it's fine, fine, it's fine. And he talked me off the ledge. He talked to me for about an hour and a half. And You're like, you say it's fine. You're not the and fucking buddy, Cylon. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You're not the chief. You don't no, know. Yeah, Who no, are totally. you? Well, Ron Moore, what do you fucking do? Um, <laughs> But no, he's and he was absolutely right. He was absolutely right. Talk me off the ledge, and and uh, I love it now. Was there was there when when the final five or the four, as it were, got announced? I mean, even before earlier, let's say when when we found out Boomer was a Cylon, was there ever a weird actor? Was there, you guys were always friends, but was there any kind of a, a class distinction between the Cylons and the humans? Because I asked like I asked the actors. We had some people from True Blood on, and I asked them. You know, if like the powered people get if the vampires get along with the humans, like if they use the same craft service and shit. Did any of the actors take it seriously where, where once they found out you were Cylon, like they wouldn't fucking look at you and stuff well, like that? Well, no, but you know what it was interesting? In, in that vein, before we did even the miniseries, they sent us all to a boot camp, and they had this retired ex-Special ex Forces U.S. Army Ranger guy, Ron Blecker, take us out and give us, uh, like, give us a going over for three days in like, this little mini boot camp. And instantly, the officers and the enlisted people split off into That's teams. Awesome. It wasn't Instinctive, we instinctively. Though, instinctively, yeah. we went. Hangar deck people went that way, and the useless officers went that way. <laughs> the guys <laughs> who make everything run go in that way, and the boobs who drink and play cards. No, went dude, that way. Oh, dude, you were the highest NCO on that shit, man. I yeah. was king of the world. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> and then you became king of Scotland, which but we'll then talk about later. Yeah, king yeah, of Scotland, that's absolutely. Badass. But when we found out we were Cylons, because when it was leading up to it. There was rumors flying around that, oh, they're going to reveal the final five. They're going to reveal the final five. But that was the only thing that we knew. It was a buzzword of the final five. And so you had all these actors going, well, I don't want to be final five. That's bullshit. It would ruin my character and blah, 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 blah. But it was this weird bravado. And then as soon as it was announced, they went, oh, uh, glad it's not one of me. That's, I'm, not, I'm not one of them. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah. And they're just, fuck, Dude, I want to be a silent. What sounds great is that you, the, the, the actors on the show were almost as excited about the shit as the fans were. Like at the same oh, time, God. we were wondering who the Cylons were. You guys were too. Scripts would come out and, and they would get handed out to, first of all, they'd get, they'd get handed out to like Eddie and Mary. They'd get like a pass when the producers got their pass. And then it would go back to the network. And the network would have their pass, and then it would be like the the shooting script, and it would go to the department heads first. So like the head of makeup, head of hair, and the head of props, and all these people. Would, but somebody would take it to set. So they would get them before the actors, even. Like, yeah, the, the department heads. Okay. Yeah, 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 department heads would get them because they have to start scheduling no, their days totally, and figuring yeah. out who has wounds and cuts, and it's all continuity stuff, right? Set deck has to start building. Props has to start figuring out their shit. 
So they, but invariably they would sort of make it to set these, these scripts. And uh, you'd find some lighting guy over in the corner going, oh, oh, my, oh, no, oh, God, this is so good, oh, my, and. Well, that's what's awesome, because I'm sure, like, that same lighting guy worked a couple months earlier on, like, the fucking Hannah Montana show or yeah. some shit. Well, that's finally a, got a show they could be into, you know what I mean? But that's the great thing about our crew, is they were as invested as we were. They, because so many times you get on set and the crews are just like, punching the clock, you know? And these guys were, they, the men and women of the Battlestar crew really wanted to make the show. They, everybody was trying to do better than the guy beside them. So it was always just this one-upmanship thing. No, and it shows in the show, dude. I mean, because the show, everyone, everyone obviously at this point knows the show, the show is incredible and, 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 it, and, it, and its legacy will seem to last forever now. I mean, you, you go around to a lot of the comic book conventions and stuff now, like, like that, right? How, how has that been? I love those things because it's, I dude, I think it's badass because not only is it is it people celebrating you, but you're literally iconic already. Like you, you hit, a, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, no, like and, that's and what that role will live forever. You and never have to buy a beer, ever. Fuck no, you just got to be like, so say we all, anybody, and yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Go frack yourself. Hit some famous lines, I'm sure, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. Is, do you enjoy that? Do you enjoy interacting with the fans? I and, genuinely do. I I genuinely do. You, I've I've been to countries and and cities and states. That I normally never would have gone to in my life because there's just no real reason to to go there. This it's not a touristy thing. No, totally. Um, I've met the most incredible people. I've have incredible friends that have come from these things. And because I think Battlestar is, is if yeah, certainly cool. if not one of the most, if certainly not the most, like one of the most fan favorite kind of those kind of a shows where where the fan bases are so incredibly dedicated. I'm doing a lot of these uh, Wizard World, Wizard Absolutely, World Comic Con. Yeah, yeah. These guys are awesome. They run a great show. They take really good care of us. They take great care of the fans. And um, the very cool thing about them is they bring somebody from every show. So the fans are kind of looking through the list of people that are going, and they go, well, I don't know that show. I don't know that show. Oh, Jesus. They get incredibly excited yeah. about one. You know so I was I mean? in New Orleans like a month ago, and I, it was like person after person because they come up and said, I wasn't going to come to this, but you're here. That's awesome. Uh, it's yeah, very yeah. humbling. It's very totally. humbling. Yeah. And they're very, very sweet. They're so good to us. Do you forget, uh, the creepy side? Like, how is Comic Con? How is the big Comic Con for you, San Diego? Like, I'm not a big fan of it. You know, it's not too big. big. It's got to be, it's and too, especially big, it's too for, weird. It's too something. And I feel like that, and I'm just a fucking nobody. You must get mobbed. I mean, can you walk? No, can I can walk, walk the around. Floor? I, I walk the floor. I walk the floor because the thing to do is to walk the floor, um, with somebody who's not on your show. And just point and look at things. And if somebody goes, Chief, you just, you glance at them, smile, you smile, yeah, and yeah. you give them that little subtle head shake. And most of them go, gotcha. And it's your little secret with them. Yeah, totally. And they love it. They're like, yeah, okay, I got you, Chief. I got your back, buddy. I got your back. Cause I'm sure you get the odd, uh, in episode three, four, you know, oh, 317, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, season three, episode four, you, you pressed a green button that ran a level two diagnostic. And in episode seven, you press the same green button and it was a startup sequence for the Raptor. Did you see my list of questions? Yeah, that was, I was list, ask there's you? your oh, list of fuck. questions, yeah. <laughs> I'm no Will Wheaton, but, no, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that green button dude. No, 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 totally. <laughs> but I'm sure. But I'm sure you get your fair share of that. But for the most part, you're saying people are super respectful. Sci-fi fans yeah, are incredible. Fuck they're the best fans too. in the world. You're a big dude. They're, they're, well, yeah. uh, Canadians can fight, right? No, yeah. yeah. Um, no, sci-fi fans are the sweetest, most lovely people. And and you know what? The great thing about it is, is if you have um, one person that's that's hovering around your table too long and being a little bit annoying, you don't have to do anything. The other fans, will some take other care fan, of it. will come yeah, up yeah. and go. 
All right, dude, that's enough. That's, that's time awesome, man. It's time to go. That's really and the cool. best thing to do when you're in a Q&A and somebody asks you one of those really awkward questions that you don't know, instead of going, ask the writers and being a dick, you go, you know what? That's a really good question. I'm giving away my Q&A thing. <laughs> I say, you know what? That's a really good question. But instead of me answering that, who here knows the answer? And like 80 people, will, ooh, ooh, ooh. I should just start doing The guy this in the green with, shirt. I should start doing that with this show. If I hit like a, I'm lazy or tired, I'm like, who here thinks they can podcast? You know what I mean? Yeah, just, yeah, you can have like, seems like a great idea, guest man. sit in podcast. No, totally. 30 seconds. <laughs> but, so, but speaking of the show, it does kind of live on forever. And the ending, I, I, I read, I did, in my research, I read that you were pretty involved in it and what wound up happening to your character. Uh, as well, far as you, well, yes and no, certainly not. Uh, or you were a fan at least. Ron or, wrote the whole thing. I mean, it's Ron's opus. It's unbelievable. But, and the spoiler alert again. I mean, the ending of Battlestar Galactica. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't know if anyone is 100. percent But you guys populate Earth pretty much, right? I think that's. I think that's the the idea. And and then you go to what might be Scotland or Britain. It is Scotland. It is. Scotland. That's what I'm going with. Okay, yeah. right on, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was in the script. It said. Uh, uh, I found an island off a northern continent. It's cold, um, but I like the cold. Was Scott. my was the line, <clears throat> and I immediately read that. And I and I called Ron and I said, "Is it Scotland?" <laughs> and he said, "Well, I was kind of thinking it was Vancouver Island." And I went, "Oh, can it be Scotland?" <laughs> and he said, "Yeah, it could be whatever you want it to be." I said, "Thank you, because I'm a Douglas, no, and totally. I'm a fiercely proud Scot of Scottish heritage." So I uh, so I ad libbed. It's in, uh, you know, it's off the northern, an island off the northern continents. It's cold. It's up in the highlands, but I like the cold. And as soon as you say highlands, everybody goes, Scotland. Scotland. Yeah, yeah. And so that was it. So I am now king of the Scots. Well, and it's also, it's weird that it wasn't planned like that because even there's the the name thing, Galen and and, and Gaelic. Absolutely. That's why I was surprised when he said, no, it's Vancouver Island. I'm like, do I look native? No, yeah. And like, really? Am I building totem poles? So, so, am I musqueam? Are there any Scottish, are there any Scottish people here tonight? And if you're not, just lie. Yeah, that guy, this is like your great, 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 great fucking, you owe him so many belated birth, just give him your wallet and your car keys. I'm my own great, 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 great. Yeah, oh, that's some kind of weird. Yeah, I know. Back to the future. I just blew your mind. Yeah, totally, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so, but Battlestar, it, it, it'll live on. It'll always be a part of your life, right? I mean, a lot of oh, yeah. people, I've got a lot of some Twitter questions and someone said, you know, if they ever made a prequel involving your character, would you want to be involved? It, it's called Blood and Chrome and they're, they just Ooh. filmed it last week. Ooh, congratulations. Really? Yeah. No, That's I'm awesome, not in it dude. though. Oh. Not yet. No. Uh, no, Blood and Chrome is the newest because they did Caprica. They did Caprica. Uh, which I thought was great, but I'd, it just, I'd, it didn't get enough swings of the bat no i didn't you know? think you got a chance to kind of fizzled you, out before you gotta let you can't say somebody's can't hit the ball and only give them three at bats and it's also like the other stuff they have on instead of it it's not you know what i'm saying and i'm, oh, I'm yeah. a fan but yeah you know yeah, yeah, yeah. giant bottle of beer versus dumpster diver totally, guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> really <laughs> Just let, it let... cost us 38 dollars to make that's and why. it's dollars no, sylvester yeah. salone and antonio Banderas. <laughs> apparently so Capri- they're getting their money on the back caprick got um, a shot and Blood and Chrome is the new one. Blood and Chrome is uh, Michael Taylor uh, wrote it along with David Icke, who David Icke was one of the Absolutely. creators of the original battle, or the, the Battlestar, our Battlestar, and um, BSG as I like to call BSG. it. Or Kevin calls it B Star G. B Star G. Kevin was a big fan. He actually went to set, I remember, and, and took pictures outside I know, of Viper. Yeah. I wasn't there that day. Oh, you missed day. that day. A B. Uh, he was supposed to do an episode. And there then, was. They were going to do that um, miniseries uh, thing, right? Or was it? No, he was supposed to come up and do an episode, but the writer strike fucked it up. Oh, oh him and Quentin right. Tarantino were going to come up and do that's it. That's right. We're going to direct was a huge back-to-back uh, episodes, and the writer strike screwed it all fucking up. Fucking writer strike, man. If the writer strike had continued, 
And this is interesting. I'm on set. We're standing on that burned out beach. Episode 10, season 4, when we find Earth and it's a shit bag. No, yeah, it's a fucking nuclear wasteland. Yeah. I, that was our last day of shooting before the writer's strike. And I turned to James Callis and I said, James, you realize that if the writer's strike is prolonged and we don't, cause if, if the writer's strike had gone, like, they had it X number of weeks and Battlestar doesn't come back. They told us that. Pro- so if the strike went on that. a certain point, the show just ended. James, if the writer's strike is prolonged and we don't come back, this is the last episode of Battlestar Galactica. It's going to end on this fucking And beach. he just had this moment of like, oh my God, that's the worst idea I've ever heard. I said, yeah, it would have been the worst ending to a TV wow. show in the history of TV. That would have been it. We would have landed on Earth and it would have been uninhabited, burned out, Cylon shitbag. Thanks, everybody. And have, have a good night. <laughs> da, 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 da. Play me off, Johnny. No, no, yeah. Um, yeah, that would have fucking been brutal. Oh, that would have almost would've... been as bad as The Lost ending. It would have, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Or the, or the whole show of Lost. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you, yeah, sir. Um, thank you. Um, <laughs> so, so, but it didn't, no. but it didn't end like that. And, and it lives no. on Blood and Chrome. Blood, Blood and Chrome. Chrome. So Blood and Chrome, um, well, it's David and, and Michael Taylor and, and, uh, Bradley Thompson and David Weddle, who are, who went from our show, writers on our show. They're doing CSI Las Vegas. They've been doing that for the last three years. And it is the, uh, Cylon War. So Adama is about 25 years old. He's just a new pilot, maybe even younger. Uh, and it's the, the, the first Cylon War. Oh, that's awesome. When Cylons yeah. are just like hunks of metal running around. Uh, I read the script. It's unbelievable. It's wow! So it's, cool. it's, it's a TV show, or is it? A yeah, no, no, no. It's it, the it's backdoor a pilot, just like us. The backdoor pilot. Wow, just like us. And and oh, I know, awesome, I know dude. that they shot. I know that they shot the script, but it's all green screen. So they have before they tore our sets down, they went in. They had this. They hired the stills guy for fifty grand. He went in and shot the entire reference photos of everything, everything, everything. So now he has a three D rendering of the entire Battlestar. And and a bunch of the the president's so the entire and so the entire Battlestar is is, is, is going to be green screen 3D everything in the show is 3D rendered everything 3D Holy all the shit. stuff on the planets all the stuff on the like uh, all the other ships the Vipers and everything uh so it's all green screen uh and David Ike's a really really smart guy and I think uh I think Blood and Chrome is going to be incredible. dude I think that I and and again I'm I, I liked Caprica but that's a fucking strong concept, well it's and man. it's and it's the war. It's that's what people want to see. Moves, it's Dama. It's, it's fights, 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 fights. It's, fights. it's, it's one of our favorite characters and his most badass kind of peak. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, that's awesome. Do you know when people can look for that? Or no idea. Well, it's sci-fi, so I'm guessing like 2023, no, yeah, 2024. They've got to make like a lot more yeah. octopus versus shark. <laughs> Monster. Sharktopus versus one of castle. those was good. The Corman yeah. one, the Corman one is genuinely good. Uh, I, there, Meg, which uh, there's a few. There's Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus, and then there's Sharktopus. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff going yeah. on. Yeah, it's not it's not quite. Black I want to make giant shit versus toilet. That's really dude, do it. Just call up right. Sci-Fi. Be like, I know you guys already. I did one of those <laughs> though. I did one of those. It's called uh, Killer Mountain. Really? I have, I have no idea when it's supposed to air. You did I one of the sci-fi original? I did like, one of those sci-fi B-movie things. Where they, do you know they let the fans pick the names for some of them now? Yeah. They do contests on the internet. I've, I've submitted shit, like, things I think would, like, you know what I mean? Devil's Crawl. Like, I, there was a medieval one. I forget what it was, but it was like... Beard oh, versus Hat. Holy yeah. Rain. Yeah, yeah. Beard yeah. versus Hat. Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah. Period. Awesome movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but so you did Killer Mountain. Killer Mountain. With Paul Campbell, who played Billy... On Battlestar, he was wow. uh, the president's first aide no, who yeah, got yeah, killed. Absolutely. Yeah. So Paulie and I did this movie called Killer Mountain, um, and it's exactly what it sounds like. 
Now, the great thing about those sci-fi movies is they know exactly what it is. They sound like two things. They're not, they're not trying to be anything oh, oh, totally. more than they are. Now, yeah. it, could, it could be an avalanche movie, which I'm like, all right, I'm down for it. Does the mountain get anthropomorphized and have like arms and shit? No, there, oh, there that's are, what I was hoping There for. are things in the mountain. Oh, that works. That, yeah. I'll, I'll watch we're it. In, uh, we're in Tibet. Right. Are they like yetis? Is it a yeti movie? Um, no, they're not yetis. They're even worse. Dude, I'm sold. And you don't know when that's yeah. airing, though? No. So just look for Killer Mountain. You can't Killer miss Mountain. it with a name like that, man. You know what? They might have changed it, like Chief versus the Mountain or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Mega Chief versus High Mountain versus <laughs> Tibetan Mountain or whatever. Mini um, Aaron versus Giant no, Tree. Totally. Yeah. Do you ever do you ever find yourself post Battlestar thinking in terms of those situations? Like, okay, what if this theater right now fucking Cylons attack? We're the only humans left on Earth. Do you think we could we could cope? I'd t- I'd stand up and tell them to knock it off. Hey, 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 hey. I'm oh, your, see, you yeah, got it. You I'm got, your uncle. <laughs> you yeah. got it now, man. Well, it's, it's like whenever I get on a plane, somebody walks down the aisle and goes, well, if the plane runs into mechanical problems, we'll be fine with you, huh, chief? <laughs> and they just keep on walking. And everybody looks around at him and looks at me and, are you a mechanic with the <laughs> yeah. Yes, ma'am, I'm a mechanic <laughs> no, with the totally. I'm here. I'm here auditing the plane. I'm undercover. Yeah. You should come up with a new line for that. Be like, I no, I'm I'm the bad chief. Yeah. Like I'm Caprica chief. <laughs> yeah, or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's awesome, dude. So, but so it, it lives on, and you've done, you've done, you've, you and you keep you keep doing other work as well. You did a show, a Canadian program called The Bridge. Am I right? The Bridge, yeah. Which aired in America for a little bit, and you played uh, a Frank Leo who Three was trying afternoons. to. Yeah. Three afternoons in America. That's yeah. hey, hey, man, it works. I was huge on Saturday night at eight. But it was three weeks. But it was big in Canada, though, right? It's a Canadian show, right? It was. Yeah, it was huge. It was huge in Canada. CTV, absolutely. Yeah, until the studio fucked it up, and now we're dead. So that's, that's why I'm here, looking for another job. That's why, that's so why. if anybody has a gig, no, yeah, I'm anyone available. you in the audience have a television program, just let them know. Ron Moore, Ron Moore, Ron Moore. Uh, <laughs> it's Ron Moore in the audience. No, but you played frankly who, who was in charge of cleaning up corruption in Toronto. Right? It was based on a true story of a cop. Based on the real life of a guy. Uh, who was a cop for 16 years and then became head of the police union in Toronto. The, the police union in Toronto is the fourth largest union in North America. L.A., Chicago, New York, and Toronto. Oh. Toronto is 8,500 cops. Toronto property. Toronto proper. Uh, Metro Toronto Police. And, uh, yeah, there was this guy who was a cop, and then through various weird circumstances, he became the head of the, the police association, basically the police union. And uh, he fundamentally changed what it means to be a cop in Toronto and throughout the world, really. A lot of, a lot of um, uh, police unions and associations across the world, and particularly in North America, uh, changed how they do things and how they treat their officers. Wow, because, because of this of, one guy. Because of this one got... guy. He was, he was a pretty badass guy. That's for awesome, years. dude. Because yeah. I got, we, we got some fan questions, and I'm going to go through a few of them, but a guy named Andy, Andrew Frandel from Calgary actually wrote in, um, if the show had continued, would Frank Leo have stopped the Canadian corruption? And it, which leads me to a question. Canadian though. corruption. What the fuck is Canadian corruption? Like, oh, hey, I'm sorry. Don't take down my dam, eh? No, yeah, um, like, stop you didn't st- say excuse me when I sneezed, eh? Jeez, eh? Stop stealing my beers. But like, yeah. is Toronto Bob a crime? Is it really a crime-ridden city? I know it sounds silly to make a joke about that, but um, like, my idea of Canada is just like fucking smiles and hockey sticks. Well, we have one-tenth, we have one-tenth of the U.S. population. Americans got, uh, like 310 million people. Canada's got about 33 million. Uh, we have uh, 40% more land mass than you guys. We have more guns per capita than the U.S. Like almost everyone. Almost yeah, three yeah. to one. Um, and our crime is one uh, one gun death for every 15,000 in the U.S. That's what I mean, yeah. So, yeah. so charging a war on corruption in Canada is going to be like, 
there's that one guy who's kind of a dick sometimes. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like British police before they carried weapons. No, totally. Like back they, in the seventies. They don't stop. They still don't or I'll say stop again. They, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what do you get? Yeah. No, but I mean, but but, but what you don't know. We have our, we have our share of like. So what what did this do? Drug what, problems. And what gangs did this do? Do that, that it was kind of cleaning up the city and, and more. It was more of police politics than actual street stuff. With, it was it, it well it was it was protecting the uh, the the officers from. The brass and city hall. Right on. So it was was sort of the inner workings of how the police force, rather than declaring, he didn't declare a war on like street crime in Canada. He declared a war on like corrupt cops. Yeah, but he also he he dealt with the uh, the gangs uh, in a considerably different way than they'd been dealt with in the past. He would walk in and sit down with these guys. Right on. Like there was a there was a shooting on Young Young Street. Young Street's sort of like Toronto's. uh, It's it's the shopping capital. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it. Yeah, uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, it was like Fifth Avenue of New York. And, um, there was a, a gangland shooting and two, two bystanders were killed, two young girls. I think she was 14 and, and her sister, like 12 and 14, these little girls. And it was a gangland thing. And, uh, this guy went and he, he put out uh, information that he wanted to talk to. He, they knew what gang it was. He wanted to talk Just, to the He shooters. wanted to talk to the guy. No, he wanted to talk to the guy. And, uh, so he, called this meeting and they went and they sat down uh, and it was like him with you know 30 guys in plain clothes all packing and this guy with 30 of his dudes all packing and he walked in and he just sat down with this guy and he looked across the table and he said this stops now if this does stop now I'm going to turn this city all my cops 8500 of them loose on you guys and it's going to be shoot to kill order and I'm going to bring you all in so if these guys if these two guys the guy who shot these girls if they're not in they don't turn themselves in within, it was like 24 hours. Uh, I'm going to rip you guys apart. Dude, he's like the Canadian Batman. This is and my he, new hero. Yeah. And, and the other guy didn't say a word. Just, he got up, turned around, and he walked out. And, uh, nine o'clock the next morning, the, the two shooters turned themselves in. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's awesome. So was that, was that, I guess being Canadian, was that kind of an important show to work on? Or did you, did you feel some kind of civic duty almost playing that character? No. Nah. No. no, you're like fuck it. It was just fun. Another show. It's just another show. Uh, <laughs> the, the great thing about that show is I got to work with um, uh, Paul Popovich and Mike Murphy and a lot of the people that I worked with on the show, and um, I, I built a relationship with a big network in Canada called CTV. Yeah, yeah. Which is sort of like uh, what's the, their equivalent? It's down like here? the like CBS. Yeah, it's a bit. And CBS actually bought our show, so it was a partnership between CTV and CBS to to make the show. And CBS was. They were unbelievably wonderful to me, and CTV's been great to me, and I have a deal with them to develop some new shows. So, nice, man. So there's more um, to look for in the future. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, no. Hopefully so it ain't done I with the my whole own, I have my own show, and I can tell these producers to go fuck themselves. <laughs> let's see. I'm just going to go through. Uh, let's see if we got any questions of, of that we haven't hit on real quick. How are the people that showed up? Maybe they Yeah, anyone, anyone in the audience have a question for Mr. Aaron Douglas? Anyone? Anyone? I already I'll, read yours, right? Yeah, you wrote, you wrote a bunch of questions. Is that, are you Andrew? No. I was going to say, are you Andrew from Calgary? No, 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 no. I already read a bunch of questions. Fastest plane ride ever. Um, no, man. That's the thing. Everybody I, else thought they were, Trisha was here. To I write, got another so question yeah. from Andrew. Yeah, right. Uh, someone actually wrote, please say it's Katie Sackhoff. And I was, you're a dick. Are, are you bummed out it wasn't Katie Sackhoff? I am so are much you more. Are you, are you pleasantly so surprised it was him? much more entertaining than Katie Sackhoff. I'm yeah. telling you, yeah. Katie Sackhoff wouldn't have given me all this blue comedy and shit, man. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, I'm not wearing any pants right now. so He's not, uh, Only I can see that, though. I'll Katie take pictures always wears clothes. Yeah. Katie's boring like that. I got another question from Andrew Frandall. I guess I'll, I have to ask it because it is bagged and boarded. Is it true what they say about BC Bud? 
Well, I wish everybody on the online could see the hoodie that you're wearing. I'm wearing right a, now. Uh, a celebratory BC, but I'm wearing a pot leaf on my hoodie. Uh, and he's never been to British Columbia. Um, I am, but I have shy enjoyed my share of its exports. As much as I want to <laughs> say, ask Charlie Sheen. Um, I want to say yes, yes, yes. It is. There was um. What, what's funny is there's uh, and this is getting super stonery for a second, but there there's an anti BC sentiment in certain stoner crowds. Like I used to go to, I used to go to a lot of fish concerts. Oh, I hear that. I hear that a lot. And, yeah, and I know the, that. They, people used to make T-shirts because a lot of people started calling them sexy beasters after that movie, Sexy Beast. And I had a T-shirt at one point that said, "There's nothing sexy about beasters," and it was a picture of a, a red Canadian pot leaf, kind of. Nice. Yeah. So I nice. support. I support Canada, dude. In my own little. Atta in boy. my own little way. Had a boy. Uh, yeah. What do you got coming up next, sir? That we we can see you doing. Where can we find you online? You, you're always you got the wizard cons. You're doing those, right? Yeah. You're always around the country and the world. This podcast. This is this is the this is the only gig I have. I've got right on, man. Come on back. <laughs> no, I'm, yeah. No, oh, I'm, I would love to have you. I'm back. I'm in LA so doing. Um, I'm I'm in LA for pilot season. I'm looking for a gig. That's it. Yeah, and I am doing a lot of the wizard shows. I'm in. Uh, I'm in Toronto next weekend. Not this weekend, but next weekend. The weekend of the 17th. March okay, because then people definitely hear this. This will go up on Saturday. So March yeah. 18 through whatever, I will be at the, the PE Fairgrounds in, uh, PE, no, CNE Fairgrounds in Toronto. Uh, and and so come down and meet, meet Mr. Cities. Aaron Douglas. Yeah. Uh, come on there. Uh, and then the Wizard, I think I'm going to be back in, uh, Anaheim in April. Anaheim. Very cool. We're going to be down April. there doing stuff. And we'll um, do some live. Absolutely, man. Uh, you, you, we should say you don't, you're not an LA guy. You live in Canada full time. Like, yeah, I'm from, uh, I'm from Vancouver. I live in Vancouver and that's my home. And I'm, uh, just staying with a buddy of mine here in LA. Right on, man. Looking so for a gig. Looking for a gig. And folks, if anyone's got a gig for, for anybody got a gig for me. Yeah. I mean, I know? think, I would think there's some people out there for a gig. We'll try to get the word out, man. Does you anybody own I mean? a gas station that we'll I can like, uh, <laughs> you know, pump some gas at, wash a, <laughs> wash a window. Dude. Like well, hey, man. It's so, so where can we find you on Twitter? You're at, uh, the Aaron Douglas, the Aaron Douglas, as opposed to that, that black guy. Yes, as Negro. opposed to the uppity Negro guy. Yeah, I don't like. Uh, I don't think he's on Twitter. So many people like they get their name. You, I went on there to put my name on there, and it's Aaron Douglas. But Aaron Douglas through Aaron Douglas, Aaron Douglas one, Aaron Douglas nine hundred and twelve was, was all already taken. taken. And I hate putting the number thing, particularly. And I find it weird when people. We were talking about this at dinner. Like it's weird when people co-opt somebody else's name yes. and then to answer for them or something. There's somebody on Facebook. I don't do Facebook. So if anybody's asking me questions on Facebook, do you have it's a, not me. Do you have a Facebook fan um, page thing? But I mean, Facebook someone, page, someone but set one up some, for you? There's one that's done by Michelle Monroe in Australia. She lives in Melbourne. And she has my website, Aaron Douglas Fans. And that's the official. So it's her. She does that. She does the Aaron Douglas Facebook, the fan page, one of them. Other than that, it's not me. There's, so there's people, but there is a guy that pretends he's me, and he has an inordinate amount of information about me. And I keep asking my brother, "Is this you? You fucker? Wouldn't that be awesome? This, yeah, yeah. Does <laughs> he know stuff about my childhood and my? Cars? Or wouldn't it be better if it was like Edward James Olmos? That would be the best. Yeah, you man. know what? Then I'm gonna do one. I am Aaron Edward James. Oh no, yeah, that right. New Twitter, a new Twitter account. I'm sure you'd have some Bon Mots for us too and shit like that. Yeah. Um, one more, one more final geeky, super geeky question. You did it. What Nintendo commercial did you do, sir? Oh my god! I dug that one up. Holy did shit! Did you do a Nintendo commercial? I yeah. did do a Nintendo commercial. Was it old Nintendo? Like wh- it was like the old games for the new thing. What the hell? Oh my god! I f- completely forgot about that because I remember. I think it was like. Mario Brothers, Donkey Kong, and a whole bunch. There was a whole bunch of stuff, and we were. You're like, I have no idea what happened. I was in I, a room, and there was a camera. And I'm trying to remember. I, I, 
I think I was in the audience as a as a reporter, and it was a press conference. But all the people at the press conference, it was like strawberry shortcake and, and <laughs> Mario and Luigi and Donkey Kong. I think that's what it was. But Are you I, sure this wasn't a BC Bud dream? Man, <laughs> I, was, I was fried in my... No, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. That sounds awesome, Drinking dude. I tried to find it online, too. I was typing like Aaron Douglas, Nintendo commercial. I couldn't seem to find anything. If someone knows what we're talking about... Somebody's going to send it to you. Mailing, yeah. I get, you know what? If you check Twitter right now, I guarantee you somebody's already found it. No, that's awesome, it, dude. I think I had, it's Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> You know the commercial? Yeah, I think I remember that. Like You're, the first Super Smash Brothers, like well, in two thousand and one. Nineties or what era was it? It would have it would have been two thousand and one. So yeah, thousand two thousand one for like Super two. Smash Brothers. Yeah, you remember the commercial there? I, rem- I remember that. DJ Kirk oh up in the booth. That's awesome. God, so God, everyone out there, go buy Super Smash Brothers. Support you, and you didn't even know you were involved with it. <laughs> I had no, I had no idea. <laughs> That's awesome. I play man. Super Mario Kart, but I don't play. Is play. that what you still do? Is that your game? Oh, I love Mario Kart. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We played. Like Sean. it all stopped and ended at Mario oh, we Kart for, for me. No, because you get the the Wii. Oh, you, you get, get the, the, the wheel and all that fun yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you play that. Play that for shots. Really? You the play, loser, you the loser of the race game? has to do a shot. That's awesome. And then, and so if you lose, and you're just going to keep losing because you just get <laughs> absolutely obliterated. The loser picks, the, and the winner gets to pick the next. Race. I guess that's to pick awesome. The next See, I pick non-fun dr- games to do. Dr- I pick like Heavy Rain, and it's like every time your child cries, go look in the mirror and really think about your choices in life. You know what I mean? It's a depressing game if you haven't played it. Wow, uh, dude! Thank you so much for joining me here tonight, man. Nice it was it was an absolute pleasure. Absolutely. Uh, we hope to have you back soon. We'll chat. We'll chat. Maybe maybe uh, in the near future. We'll 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 hint at it a little further though. Right? Anytime. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, we'll talk about something other. Than Ladies and gentlemen, start. Aaron Douglas. Thank you so much, man. Um. You can find me as always on uh, on Twitter at Camel Toad at Smodcastle. Check out CamelToadProductions.com, BaggedBoarded.com. This podcast is every week at Smodcast.com and iTunes. Uh, we got a new mailbag thing going on at BaggedAndBoarded at Yahoo.com, and we are also sponsored by the wonderful Golden Apple Comics. And here to join me for a moment to talk about a really cool event they have coming up in two weeks is the proprietor and king of our comic book world. Mr. Ryan Leibowitz, folks, give it up. You know him, you love him. He's been here before. Golden Apple. <laughs> Ryan, what's up, sir? How how's it going, man? Did you have fun? That was awesome, right? I got a big smile on my that face. That was fracking awesome. For what we're about to talk about. And for what we just talked about. Come on, you had so much fun. Dude, what do you got going on? Saturday, yeah, we're, we're, March 19th. I had some fracking good shit going on. Now, as on. people, people on this podcast know that you guys have amazing events over there because we've done, we've been there. Stan Lee, Todd, the Todd McFarlane Spawn event. You just had the big Reggie's World Dwayne McDuffie tribute. Yeah. Um, there's stuff always going on in Golden Apple. What, what's next up on bat, sir? Well, we do have a couple, uh, cool events coming up. We have, uh, Chase Masterson, who is also, uh, one of the, the cool sci-fi yeah from, uh, from DS girls. from DS9 right Rita yeah from yeah. DS9 Absolutely. she's in a new uh, cool movie that's also a graphic novel and a CD called Yesterday Was a Lie that's coming up on the 23rd of March of March so yeah. soon man we're, yeah. I think we're gonna have her on next week for a little five yeah yeah absolutely we're gonna bring out Chase to talk then, for a little bit yeah uh, and then after that just next week. We are doing, uh, something a little different, a little that's, off, and that's the, what a little I, off color yeah, for Golden man. Apple. You know, these I, days. bagged and boarded is starting to corrupt Golden Apple, I feel like. Our influences. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing. You know, Golden Apple has a 30 year history. My father Your dad started. Opened, it. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things he did best above all was his affiliation with the porn industry. I, and I'm, I'm not How did I never kidding. know this? I'm not kidding you at all. 
Uh, we actually had the likes of just about every name in the porn industry do signings and events at Golden Apple. I never Apple. knew that, dude. Adult yeah. events. Closed door. Black like, curtain. Black curtain dude at the front door with the rope like you're yeah, going yeah. to the fucking club. We had like Jenna Jameson, Marilyn Chambers, Seika, Christy Canyon. Are I mean, you I can keep going all day. Dude, I love I had porn. An excellent like every childhood. Geek. Yeah, I can imagine. Like man. boobs everywhere. It was all Spider Man and boobs. Right. When Sometimes I moved mixed. the store, Uh-oh. I kind of like. We even had these really cool like adult room at the old Golden Apple. Did you have? Did you have one of the old school like walk through the saloon beaded, the beaded doors thing. to it? And and everybody misses it. Everybody who comes in because where, where's room. the porn section? Derek, you remember the room at the old Golden Apple? Yeah, yeah. Everybody who wonders where the hell the porn section is. I'm like, ah, yeah, it's kind of a kids thing now. We want to like you know family family store. The runaways are popular. Yeah. However. Once in a while, I dip in the old man's bag of tricks. And going back to the tradition that your father started of combining so naked chicks week, with comic book fans, what do we got, Next dude? week on the 19th, Saturday night, we're going to close the doors to the sh- regular business at 7, reopen at 7.30 for naked girls reading comic books. I don't even need to know anything folks, further than that. Folks, I'm not kidding. That's like my fucking dream in life. This is like, like not a joke. This is a this serious is, I'm looking thing. at the postcard right now, and, it, and it's an 18. You're going to... I mean, well, there's it's, a ch- naked chick on the postcard. There's an, it's 18 and up. This is a legitimate thing. Like, There's going to be naked chicks reading comics at Golden Apple in a couple weeks, right? Yeah, the deal is... It's How really, can we get really in kind on of that? kind of a cool, artsy, burlesque thing they do around the country. It's in all major cities called Naked Girls Reading, and usually they're reading like freaking Hemingway or... We actually... Dude... Early on in the Smodcastle, there was talk of like Kevin's a big fan. He heard about these yeah, girls. It's like, like they're cool, awesome. Like, yeah, yeah. Thing. They're like, like cool. Like I'm sure next door they've done it ten times. They're like hot naked chicks who read like Shakespeare or like stuff like that. Yeah, they read books. It's almost like it's not sexual. They're just naked. It's like the naked news yeah, or something. It's like yeah, a yeah. vagina monologues or something. There we go. All right, Aaron saying naked is always sexual. So, so we'll go with him on the. <laughs> the spin here is, why aren't they reading cool shit like comic books, dude? So, yeah. They tried it once. They read like Watchmen and a couple other like serious freaking comics. I can't imagine a naked chick doing like the Ozymandias part. Yeah, and stuff right. Like that. And so I'm like, no, 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 no. You got this all wrong. So I call my buddies over at Zenoscope, and if you don't know what Zenoscope is, they're known for doing hot, sexy, cool uh, books, uh, mainly the grim fairy tales. No, totally. Comics. Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows those things. So yeah. they're all covers by like. The hot artists like J. Scott Campbell and Ebass and stuff who do these super sexy half-naked chicks. You can see their nipples through the costumes and the whole thing. And it's usually like a, like kind of a Disney kind they of theme. kind of feel it's to like it. And that's Little Red Riding Hood, but oops, I'm like naked and, you know, we're, you know, whatever. But it's fun, fun, cool, weird shit. And everybody's into it. And so I call them and these guys party, man. And they're like, we're in. So I'm so gonna have Zenoscope guys on board. This, so Zenoscope's gonna sponsor it. We have five hot, naked, seriously naked chicks. <laughs> gonna be gonna be at Golden Apple, like genuinely on like couches naked. and stuff, and they're gonna be reading the Zenoscope Grim Fairy Tales comics. Oh, that's we got awesome. a bar because it's all like Little Red bar. Riding Hood and Snow White and shit like that yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. So they don't even open have to bar. dress up at like you know in the costumes. They're they're gonna be freaking be naked. naked. Yeah, we don't have to dress like, up. You, you, know, you want bar. you want everyone else to dress up though. Right. You can't come naked. No. Do, can they? No, no they I'm should kidding. dress up. They if, should wear pants. If you really if want, if you to. really want to come. And, and you have, have an open, open bar, bar as if always. You're, if you're 21, it's a know. golden apple event, so there's always an open bar. And we have the entire Zenoscope crew pretty much outfitted to come to this thing. Uh, all the creators, all the artists, all the writers. We got like Raven and Dan and Tess and Nei 
And no, dude, this E-Bass, sounds... who's like the awesome cover yeah, artist. Yeah, yeah. So fucking... it's like, like Madonna. Earl goes up, reads one of the things. Then, you know, during the, the you know, the, the intermission or whatever you want to call it, you go over and get get a cocktail and get an autograph because your admission price. Is he still naked? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, we're sold. You don't even have to say anything yeah. more, man. How do, we get, price... how do we get in? You know, yeah, no. but the admission okay, includes that's the, the admi- free drinks. It includes free comics. You don't have to buy anything, really. Oh, so it's, but that's the thing because it's like it's it's a classy. It's not a fucking. It's not like hey, this everyone. Co- it's not like it's also you have to pay it for this because it's like not Jumbo's like hey, everyone come off the clown, like, come off the street and look serious. at naked chicks. You want serious people only in there. This is like cool and artsy and yeah, like man. fun. If we let's justify it, it's so artsy. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. There's so so artsy, naked chicks. We'll have a champagne. No, no, totally. But uh, let me tell you about how do, these how do girls. We, no, now, no, no. You want to get excited. You know, I we sound like sleazy idiots talking about this, but... Uh, dude, I, I'm a gentleman. I got to get people excited. I mean, listen to these girls. You ruined my reputation. Scarlet Letter. Anita Cookie. Done. Red Snapper. I bet you she's a redhead. Jezebel Thunder. I'm wondering what that one looks like. And Spy Kitten. And you I forget, mean, and Vagina Hands. No, I'm kidding. That one doesn't exist. What they it left is, her is off. The, the nice folks over at Peep Show Menagerie, and that's peepshowmenagerie.com is where you can get your tickets and all that. So you get tickets to Peep Show Menagerie. Yeah, they have, it, this is like one of the only ticketed events at Golden Apple. Usually it's free for all. We have, you know, the biggest celebrities and the biggest signings and free shit all the time. But dude, it's hot naked chicks. People we get a little crazy. Yeah, you gotta, like, yeah. I don't even make a nickel on this like the money goes to the girls like for being naked and reading comic books so it, it's a good cause Can you imagine, like a if i was a event, girl i would just really. quit this fucking podcast you know? and just go read comics naked for people and they got the racket man yeah but these guys at peep show menagerie are doing like a three four day deal called burlesque land which is kind of a disney themed they're doing burlesque shows in town and they're all over different places yeah yeah they're going to disneyland one day and they're coming to golden apple oh, wait night. all the yeah look at that day two all the burlesque people are going to disneyland that's the day yeah. to go to disneyland exactly Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so, and they, so they dress up and they get they get crazy. That's awesome, and so so if anyone wants to find out any info on this cool event, it, you, so your portion of it, the Naked Girls Reading event at Golden Apple is going to be Saturday, March nineteenth. They're going to close the doors seven thirty. You can get your tickets at uh, peepshowmenagerie dot com. Yeah, we uh, we're not selling the tickets. They're they're we're not selling the tickets. tickets, but we'll, and I'll tweet we'll tweet I'll tweet the information in Golden Apple. I'm sure we'll have the information. And folks can come on down and see some naked chicks reading comics. And man. if you're not into naked chicks and you're like Matt and you love weed. You could just come see I like Ziggy naked Marley. Chicks too. Come, come on 420 and see Ziggy Marley. Like I don't, I don't, they're not mutually exclusive. Like sometimes right. I like to combine my love of naked chicks and weed. I don't get to very often. But yeah, but we, we got, we're, we're having the premiere of Marijuana Man. When is that? Ziggy Marley and Jim Matthews? On Mathews? 420. Hello. Ziggy what Marley? are you doing on 420? Doing it, coming to fucking Golden Apple to see Ziggy Marley and Jim Mafood, man. Jim Mafood, Joe Casey. It's going to be off that's the That's dope, man. So uh, we got a lot of cool stuff going on and, and, and we will see you soon, sir, because you're a big part of this show and, uh, I hope to uh, keep doing this and maybe doing my little comic corner. Your spiel thing, man. My yeah. little five-minute comic a little corner. Five minute. That's what I think. You know what I think we'll do with this, man? We'll give, we'll give you a, a golden apple segment so we could, cause you guys have so much cool shit going on. I think we'll, we'll, after the, so folks, after the theme music every week, the outro, wait around cause me and Ryan will present you with a little five-minute chat about the cool shit going on in the world of golden apple. Absolutely. Sounds good to me, man. Thank you There's so much. There's always shit going on. Much appreciated, sir. Thanks. That's Ryan. That's Golden me. Apple. Folks, that is, uh, that is the first episode, uh, of, of Bagged and Boarded version, uh, 3.0. Um, I hope you were excited. I hope you, you came like 10 times because I would, I would hate to, that's, I try to go for a standard level. You know what I mean? Um, and no, it was awesome. There's going to be a lot of cool stuff coming on. Check out all the websites. Always follow me on Twitter. Check out, we got a new Tumblr. 
Get your mail to bagged and boarded at yahoo.com. And uh, other than that, I'm Matt Cohen. It's been bagged and boarded. It's been real. What? Bagged and boarded. Live. Find more funny shit like this at Smodcast.com. Hi, I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Jen Schwalbach. And here's what's happening every day at Smodcast.com. On Sunday, it's me and Scott Mosier doing the original Smodcast. On Mondays, it's Hollywood Babylon with Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman. On Tuesdays, it's Blowhard with Malcolm Ingram. Also on Tuesday, my personal favorite, Plus One. That's the one where you and I talk. That is. And you get naked. <laughs> on Wednesdays, it's me and Jason Muse doing Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. On Thursdays, it's Puck Nuts with Walt Flanagan, Ming Chen, and Brian Johnson. And don't forget Sunday Jeff. And then on Friday, they lose Sunday Jeff, and it's just Walt Flanagan, Bri Johnson, and Brian Quinn, and sometimes Ming Chen taking some abuse on Tell em Steve Dave. On Saturdays, it's Red State of the Union. Highlands, a peephole history. One of the shows iTunes chose is one of the best podcasts of 2010. Smarriage at Smodcastle, one of my favorites. That's where I actually become Rev Kev and marry motherfuckers. We sit down, interview them, find out about their entire lives. At the end of it, they're literally married. And all of it's free. Don't cost you a dime. Seven days a week, we bring you the free funny. Nice. You sound like a pitch person there, man. What else can you sell me? Show me a little boob. I'll buy. <sighs> Smartcast.com. <laughs>